Good morning and welcome everybody. It is so good to have you joining us this morning for the breakfast show. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88, depending on where you are in the amazing country we call Australia. You are listening to Positively Different Radio with Lyle and... Mon, good morning, Lyle. What are you grateful for today? I am grateful. What, what am I grateful for? I'm, I'm, I forgot what I was grateful for. You were grateful for the fact that it is preparation day. Yeah, but it's not. Ah, that's the problem with the delayed broadcast. Yeah, it, it is, but it isn't. <laughs> I'm confused now. It is, it, it, it is Friday. It is Friday for us, but not for our listeners. But you're on Monday. I know. Isn't that Behind strange? the times. Uh-huh. Why is that happening? This is the delayed broadcast. So you need to get with the show, everybody. Join us on the live show with faithfm.com.au or by using the TuneIn app on your mobile device. We tell you this every morning and it doesn't do get it, do any it. harder. It's actually yeah. just simple, yeah. simple as it was the first day we That's told right. you. You just Absolutely. go to faithfm.com.au and you can press play on the live stream. Okay, so we told some great stories on yeah, Friday. We did. My we told a story about Henderson Island, a oh. remote mm-hmm. paradise in the South Pacific that is covered with Junk. plastic. With Junk. human shame. Yep. The shame of humanity. We talked about, about another about, island as well. Yeah, it was all about, about, about Island. P- p- Pacific Islands. Yeah, very, I, 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 I want to say Icelandic, but that's not the word. Icelandic <laughs> program. I don't know that that's even a word. <laughs> it's definitely not a word. It was an island-heavy program. But, you know, islands are great. We're an island Both nation. of them paradises, and both of them got a bit of a... Thing going on. Yeah, a bit yeah. of a thing going yeah, on. Yeah, we're going to yeah. discuss those things. We are. Yeah, we'd love to know what your opinion is. Great interview with Davis Dojic and Adele mm-hmm. coming yeah, up. Indeed. And a Bible study from the book of Daniel. Yeah. We so have the quiz where you can test yourself and see if you know the answer. And uh, we had a giveaway as well. You know what? You can still call up for the giveaway. We, if it hasn't been taken, we might give it to you. But you know what? This is why had, the live had, show had, is so much better. We had somebody better. call up again today for the for the uh, free giveaway a day late. Yeah. Because they were listening to the This is broadcast. why the live show is better because you can participate. You can win the prize in the quiz. You can uh, you can call up the first caller through for the giveaway at the end of the show. You can ask yeah, us the question us, of the you day. You can let us know what your opinion is about whether we should develop Manus Island into a tourist destination mm. or not. Mm-hmm. You can wait in on that um, I mean you can still you can contact us anytime if you have a question of course you can even jump on our Facebook Faith FM Australia and ask us questions there and we can answer them on the show for you absolutely yeah okay so so many good things coming up and of course um, we have uh, you know what, what did we give away we gave a DVD away. was a DVD yeah. I love giving away a DVD at the end of the week which for our delayed listeners is a DVD at the beginning of yeah, the week yeah that's right <laughs> oh you might get it by the end of the week yeah, that's true. That's true. Be ready for the next weekend. Yeah, sit back and have a movie night. Mm. Anyway, stay tuned. We've got some more great programming coming up right after this. This is our next song, Audrey Assad.
That was Audrey Sad, Spirit of the Living God, here on Faith FM. And we have a quiz for today. Mm-hmm. Quiz got snapped up rather quickly yesterday, so see if yes. you can get it quicker today. Mm, so this is a Who Am I quiz. Guess who this person is correctly, and we will send you a prize. The first clue is, my father called me the son of a perverse and rebellious woman. Oh, I know this story so well, and I can't <laughs> think of the name. I've got completely uh, yes, blank on the stumped. name. Woo-hoo. The son of a perverse and rebellious woman. <laughs> son of a perverse and rebellious <laughs> not a, woman. <laughs> not a very nice thing to say about your wife, is it? No, no, but uh, <laughs> if you know who the son was, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, or text us, Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine, and if you know the right answer, we will send you a Soyan CD. Soyan Eastern. Okay, or shoot us a message on Facebook. Hey, guess what yeah. I put up on Facebook this What'd morning? What did you put up on Facebook? Pictures of your Bedford? Yes. Because I put up some pictures the other day of how, how it was when I found it. Yeah, in the now moment. I just as I was walking out the driveway, I'm like, ah, I'm just gonna take a photo. <laughs> so I took a photo. Did you get the interiors? Because I really like that upholstery. Uh, no, I didn't get the interiors. That new upholstery is very nice. I'm liking it. Yeah. I'm liking it step by step. I can't wait to see before. It's still pretty pictures. rough. For those yeah. of you who uh, might not have access to Facebook, it's still pretty rough. It's got a ways to go. But hey, it's on the road and I can drive it, which is just amazing. Is it sort of like in the rat rod category at the moment where it's still a bit crusty? It's uh, working clothes. It's working what's called working ah. clothes. So rat rod is, is modified Working clothes, mm-hmm. um, whereas this is actually um, genuine classic, working classic working clothes. Okay, okay. And if and if you'd like to see it, just come along to the Steam Festival this Sunday, eh? Yes, God willing, it will be there. Yeah, how cute! I can't wait. I'm really excited about Steam Festival. <coughs> All right. So, what Lyle, are we talking about today? Let me ask you a couple of questions. Mm, okay. Would you? What's with this questioning? <laughs> I had this yesterday. Look, I got, I got the all clear to like ask you hard questions, so I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Would you go to a detention center for a holiday? You know what? <laughs> I know what story you're talking about. No, I do. Would you? I, I looked at this. Um, I have been to. Um, an area very, very close to the area that you're about to tell us about, mm-hmm. and it is stunningly oh, beautiful. it is. It is stunningly beautiful Oh, okay, area. okay. Um, I haven't actually been to that particular spot, mm-hmm. uh, but I've been very close to it, and it is just absolute paradise. It is very, very, very undeveloped paradise, mm-hmm. so there's no development there, and so you're looking at, um, you know, very, very well, third world conditions, mm-hmm. um, and so, you know, you need to be prepared for the sights and sounds and smells of third world conditions, but the natural beauty is just, it, it's, it, it equals anything I have seen anywhere in the world. It kind of sounds like you would definitely go there. Yeah, I, I, I would. I would I, I, <laughs> okay, I would. well, let me ask you another serious question. Well, let me explain to our dear <coughs> listeners. So this is, um, we're talking about Manos Island, mm-hmm. which is um, uh, in near Papua New Guinea. And uh, the Australian government is wanting to develop a tourist industry on this Papua New Guinean island, mm-hmm. even though this is where it detains asylum seekers. There are still about 600 refugees and asylum seekers on Manus Island. Four of them have died and another two actually contracted fatal illnesses and subsequently then died for, um, further down the line in Australia. Mm-hmm. So, And this is where asylum seekers have been victims of violent assaults, um, you know, by the, the Papua New Guinea police and the and the Papua New Guinean um, Defence Force, um, the, the people that are stationed on the island. It's, it's horrific, the stories that have come out of Manus Island, and now the Australian government wants to, like, 
just do like a whitewash over it and turn it into a tourism playground. Oh, it's definitely a better um, a better use of the facilities, I would say. It is, but my question is, is it the right thing to do? Are we just like shoving aside these people and their stories and what happened there and just turning it into our own little playground? Like, is do you think it's a lack of respect? Do you think we need to address the issues? I don't know. I don't know. Somehow have memoriams or something, memorials or is I mean, is that okay to do? Yeah, it's a very good question. It's a somewhat vexed question, and uh, there are different political views on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I'm going to try and avoid getting into the political side of it uh, because you know you could call them asylum seekers. You could also call them illegal immigrants. Yep, that's a controversial statement. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then you could look at the policing that has been used against. Uh, the police response, the Papua New Guinea police response to um, illegal behaviour by the asylum seekers, which um, while we would look at it as being brutal by Australian law, Mm -hmm. is perfectly legal by Papua New Guinea law. Okay. Um, So, you know, the police haven't done anything illegal over there. Mm -hmm. Um, They have just enacted the law as they have been trained to enact the law. Okay. So you know you could you could there's 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 a number of different sides to this story. Having said that, you know it does have a bit of a, a a grim past and a grim a grim side to it. And I just think that hey, if you can take something, you know, if you look at the way that God works, we serve a God who specialises in turning defeats into victories. Okay. So if you look at, for instance, the story of Daniel and his three friends, which we're going to be spending a little bit of time talking about in our encounter with God. I know you're so excited about that. Oh, I'm so excited. My (laughs) favorite book of the Bible, along with Revelation. Uh, But if you look at that experience where, you know, they they are completely defeated, they're turned into slaves, they are, you know, marched across the the desert to Babylon, Um, God's city is destroyed, God's temple is destroyed, and yet God then turns that around into one of the most amazing victories that our world has ever, and and brought good out of it. Mm -hmm. And so... In my mind, if we can take something that has a grim past Mm -hmm. and turn it into something really positive, Mm -hmm. that's great. Yeah, I have to admit, Lyle, I actually don't have a solidified opinion about this because I'm so in two minds about it. You know, in one in one hand, I think, is it dangerous that we should forget what happened there? Because I, I genuinely think that humans make the same mistakes over and over if we don't pay attention to our history. On the other hand, I'm like, if we continue to honor the horrific things that happened there for decades to come, are we just hanging on to negativity? You know, well, okay, let's, here's an example from Port Arthur. Yeah. I was thinking great, about that. A great yeah. place to visit in Tasmania, by mm-hmm, the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason that we go there is because of its macabre history. Yeah. And, and it's almost we go there and we drool over all of the macabre things that took place and the horrific conditions that there were and how terrible it was. And I don't know if we necessarily go to drool. I mean, I think some people go to pay respect. I think it's still a bit I fresh. Think people, I think people... I think people Absolutely, go there because of the macabre history. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. yeah. And that, that's you know because when you look at the ruins, the ruins are not really that spectacular. It's a beautiful place in Tasmania. It is mm-hmm. well worth going to. It's got some fascinating history to it. But the thing that really draws people is the dark history story behind, behind it, it. The dark story mm-hmm. behind it. Yeah, that's what fascinates people. Yeah, and then you know, and then like I was saying, it's like a commentary I, I, on human nature. It is. It is absolutely is. And then I was trying to figure out, you know, what would God do? You know. It, would he, because uh, he, he specifically... God would said, doze the place and start over. Which is exactly what he's planning on doing with this wretched planet. He's going to yeah. douse it, 
start over. Yeah, you're going to turn a defeat into a victory. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and I think that's a you know that's a that's a great thing because the planet is still here, and if people want to remember the past, the planet is is still here. You know, mm-hmm. the Bible says he will not make a full end. You know, he's not just going to vaporize. You know, planet Earth. He is going to. The Bible says he's going to recreate it. And I look forward to watching him do that. But you don't think there's any danger in forgetting what happened because then it can just happen again? The records will always be there. Mm-hmm. In, you know, the records of Port Arthur are still there. The records of Manus Island will always be there. Um, the records of what happened on this earth will always be there for anybody who wants to or needs to look them up and understand what happened because it's important to, you know, to understand these things. And I actually thought it was quite um, quite um Accurate what, what um, what's his name? Who did we have on yesterday? Matt Parra. Uh, Matt Parra, yeah. What Matt, Matt Parra said about, um, about the history. One thing we learn from history is that men do not learn from history. So maybe there's no <laughs> point in us keeping memoriam. But if you are interested in Manus Island as a tourism destina- tourist destination, it does sound amazing. Hey, if you would go there, give us a call. I'd love to hear your opinion. Oh, yeah. If you've been there, let us know. I mean, yeah, <laughs> in what capacity you were there <laughs> and how it was. Because it does say it has amazing diving, surfing, a lot of war relics as well. Which is, I guess, the same. Like, oh, uh, is it far enough away still, in the past? I, I love, I love visiting old, old battlefields. Yeah, it's so it's actually the largest of a group of islands known as the Admiralty. I got a tentative. Islands? I got a tentative, um, a tentative invite. Oh, really? Back in January to Manus Island. Yeah, yes, it's gone. I'm, I'm showing you a picture right I'm now. Just, Isn't I'm just that hoping that it, that it turns from being tentative to uh, something more than solidified. That. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let us know if you would go to Manus Island, or if you would, if you ha- you know, if you're interested in some sort of macabre. It's funny because when you're saying macabre history, I'm like, it's too fresh. It's still macabre. You know the but great then thing. Further away the history you know the gets. The great thing about Manus Island is, is. It's, it's almost on the equator. Oh, the yeah? weather is the same every single day, <laughs> and the day is the same length every single day. You can get up with the sun, go down with the sun. Every Every day, it's like the best location in the world to well, relax. Well, that almost sounds like Newcastle at the moment with our weather being the same every single <laughs> Except day. Except the length of our days is changing and it just doesn't match the weather. We're going to have a song break. This is Anthem Lights, the Blood Medley. All victory in Jesus, my Saviour forever. He sought me and bought me with His redeeming blood. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Come on! No 
was Anthem Lights, The Blood Melody, Victory in Jesus. What a great song right there. You know, with our quiz, mm-hmm. I just want to give our first clue again because it's so funny. Yes, please do. Please do. <laughs> this is a Who Am I quiz. <laughs> first classic. clue was, my father called me the son of a perverse and rebellious woman. <laughs> I'm so glad but these people are dead and we can laugh about them on radio. <laughs> I know. Have you figured out who it is yet? Uh, no, I've, I've been thinking about it. So keep going. Give us okay, good, clue. good, good. Okay, the second clue I'm going to give you is, I was killed by the Philistines. Who was the son of a perverse and rebellious woman that was killed by the Philistines? Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, or text us, 0491-064-669, and we will send you a Soyan Eastern CD, Journey of the Spirit. Beautiful CD. She came in and she talked to us just recently about it. But uh, Lyle, have you figured it out? You've still got that confused look on your face. I am 90% there now. I'm 90% 90 there. (laughs) If I went with my gut, I would take a a fairly good step. Hey, Mon. Yes. You like to travel. Love it. And we were talking about Manus Island. And I was telling you, that is a beautiful part of the Mm -hmm, world. mm -hmm. And and you were just showing me some pictures. And it's just, yeah, this is a gorgeous place. It is. How would you like to go on a holiday? Yes. To a Pacific... Yes. To a Pacific Island? Yes. (laughs) That... You have the whole island entirely to yourself. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it has three beaches on it. Uh-huh. You know, you can, you can maybe put your own little bungalow there and it's just like nobody else. Please don't be hypothetical. Please be real. <laughs> <laughs> um, this island is, um, what is it, nine kilometers long and five kilometers wide. It's a nice yeah, size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can cycle around that. Um, it has, out of the 51 different plants on it, Ten of them are endemic to that island. In other words, found nowhere else in the world. That's so cool. And there are four bird species there that are also endemic to that island, found nowhere else in the world. I love that kind of stuff. Okay, so I'm talking about Henderson Island. Ooh, never heard of it. It's in the Pacific. It's a beautiful, beautiful part of the Pacific Ocean. Okay. Um, in about, uh, they say about uh, fifteen hundred years ago, there was briefly a Polynesian settlement there. Oh. Yeah, but apart from that, it's been uninhabited. Where'd they go? I think they ran out of water. Oh, fair enough. Fresh water is a little bit of a problem. It's a mm-hmm. coral atoll. It's a bit of a problem to get fresh water, but I'm sure oh, you yep. could. The I'm adults. sure you could spring in enough for a week, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Atoll problems. Okay, so here's the other thing that is interesting about this island. On this island, on the beaches on this island, there are 37.7 million plastic items of rubbish. You didn't mention that before, Lyle. Are you serious right now? Equaling 17.6 tonnes of plastic. (gasps) That is absolutely disgraceful. Yeah. That would mean the whole island's basically covered in plastic. Um, Yeah, well, you see the photos of it and it, yeah, Manus looks better. Wow, I'm staggered. Henderson, I'm Googling this right now as we're on on air. Henderson Island? Maybe we'll uh, post something up on uh, Facebook so you can have a look at what this is. Like it, uh, and of course, this is a World Heritage listed island. You know, this is really. Yeah, this is supposed <laughs> to be this uh, paradise out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, I'm just seeing it now. And so That's plastic disgusting. is becoming <coughs> an increasing problem in our world today. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, you know, back in 1954, we were producing 1.7 million tons of plastic. Now mm-hmm. we're producing 311 million tons. That's oh, a mercy. significant increase. Um, of course, that's made from oil. Plastic is made from oil, which is a non-renewable resource. Mm-hmm. And the vast, vast majority of it is not recycled. There was a uh, sperm whale, for instance, that washed up yesterday on a beach <gasps> in Spain. It's digestive tract entirely blocked by plastic items. Oh, no. Um, there are five trillion plastic items that are larger than 
um, uh, five millimeters by five millimeters in our ocean, and plastic by the by the year two thousand and fifty, there'll be more plastic in the ocean than fish. Wow. Yeah, so there's a, a few stats to uh, to inspire you in your stop recycling. Stop using plastic. And to stop using plastic. Okay, which leads me to my second story. Mm-hmm. And these two stories are linked. Okay. Mon, let me ask you this question. Why did you become a morning person without using coffee? Well, <laughs> I have been previously in my life addicted to coffee, Mm -hmm. and so I know what the flip side is. I wanted to do it healthfully, and caffeine just is not healthy. And when I was addicted, I spent about a year addicted to coffee. I didn't realize I was addicted to coffee until I tried to give up, and it took me a year to give it up. And I had all kinds of issues. Like, I I stank. My, my, My body odor was pretty gross. I was sweaty. I got the coffee diarrhea, which a lot of people are very familiar with. Um, I'd be irritable and jittery, and then it would only spike me for about four hours, mm-hmm. and then it would just drop me. And then you need the next one. Yeah, and uh, and and it was really bad for me in particular because pe- I think a lot of people don't realize that caffeine actually prevents the absorption of iron into your blood, mm-hmm. and uh, and so it was actually and making leeches, and leaches calcium out of your bl- out yeah, of your body. It was actually making me anemic, and as I'm sure people know, anemic. Uh, when you have anemia, you, you're really, really tired. But if you're constantly on this coffee cycle, you don't realize that you have this chronic fatiguing problem, you know, all the time. And so whenever I would crash, I would crash big time because not only had the coffee worn off, but I was then left with the reality of, of the fact that I was anemic. And so I would be falling asleep in public places. That's how bad it was. I'd be out with my mates at a restaurant or something and I would sit down and just knock out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it became like a, a yeah. running joke with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> so this time around, when you decided to go from an evening person to a morning person, it was a coffee-free I had to do break. a coffee-free. I can't, that, that sort of chemical high buzz. Do you know actually one time, funny story, just a quick one. I was waiting for my friends outside of a restaurant to finish paying their bills and come out. And I sat down on a bench and I fell asleep on the bench. My friends came out and thought I was a homeless bum. <laughs> Walked straight past me to the cars and then couldn't find me. I had to come back and find out that I was the homeless bum. <laughs> <laughs> Classic one. Only you. Only you would have, have that happen to. Yeah. Okay. So there are one billion, mm-hmm. that's a big number, mm-hmm. uh, coffee cups that go into landfill every day. Oh, mercy. Sorry, every year. That's uh, 2.7 million per day. That's 100,000 coffee cups that go into landfill every minute. Oh. So as you're grabbing your morning coffee this morning, think about two things. Think about the uh, how detrimental that is to your health, first of all. Mm. And also think about what you're going to do with that cup because you can't recycle it. Yeah, just get a keep cup. It's plastic lined. You can't recycle it. Just bring your own mug. Yeah, it's bringing BYO. It's so easy. They have so many options now for for bringing your own mug as well. They have mugs that are, um, you know, they're not shatter shatterable like glass, but they're also made from biodegradable substances that aren't plastic either. Yeah. And of course, you've got, uh, if you were to take all those coffee cups that are going into landfill and stretch them out end to end, they would go around the world three times. Whoa. That's a lot of coffee cups. That's a lot of coffee cups. 60,000 kilograms of landfill. <coughs> okay, so uh, it's kind of it, oh, sorry, that was just in Australia, by the way. That just Australia, That's just Australia, just yeah, Australia. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. If we if we're going to uh, um, go globally, this is uh, five hundred billion uh, coffee cups. Yeah, because um, and they would stretch 
1,360 times around the world. Oh, mercy. Because coffee is the most drunk sub. Yeah, that's right. Because everybody just sort of grabs their coffee cup and then tosses it in the bin and uh, it goes straight into the landfill or they get a conscience and they throw it into the recycling bin and then what it does is it contaminates the recycling bin so that the whole recycling bin goes into landfill because it's too contaminated to be able to recycle because you can't recycle a coffee cup. Do you know what? This is a human race disgrace. Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, you think about plastic bags and um, New South Wales, of course, is the only state in Australia, in Australia where plastic shopping bags are still um, legal. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple others that are in the process of being phased out. But you think about the, you know, the ecological impact of plastic bags or disposable nappies and then you combine that with something like coffee cups and this is the next thing that we need to start, being, start looking at. And you know what the best way to get rid of using coffee cups is? Just stop drinking coffee. Yeah. Absolutely. Go cold turkey. It'll take you a little while. You'll have some headaches and so forth. But it is so worth it. And do you know what? It's you feel actually, so much better true. when you are it's free true. from coffee and you don't have to rely on putting drugs in your system to feel normal. And it's actually completely possible for us to do this because, I mean, I mean, if you look at Britain right now, there's a story just come out of Britain. There's been a 30% drop in the number of plastic bags littering um, the Brit- British seabeds around Britain, so the seas around Britain, which has been connected to the, um, the introduction of uh, people having to pay for plastic bags across Europe. Mm. So, yeah, it's absolutely possible. We can definitely evoke change. Absolutely. We made and the mess. We've we're sounding, like, we're sounding like greenies this morning. We are. But I'm, I'm a firm believer that if you make the mess, you're, you're capable of I, cleaning I am, it I'm up. Not a, I am not a, uh, a, a, a greenie by definition, but there, I think we, we should be sensible in relationship to conservation. And this is sensible conversation, conservation right here. Yeah, and we're stewards of the world. It's our responsibility to look after That's what right. God gave us, absolutely. including our bodies, not just the planet. So, Coffee doesn't really look after either of them, does it? Not at all. This is Chelsea Moon and Uncle Daddy. He's always been faithful. And then we have our guest interview with Adele. Morning by morning I wake up to find The power and comfort Of God's hand in mine Season by season I watch him amazed in awe of the mystery of his perfect ways. All I have need of his hand will provide. He's always been faithful to me.
Good morning and welcome back to Faith FM. You're on The Breakfast Show and you've got Adele and Pastor David Stoichich in the studio with you this morning. It's fantastic having you in here again, David. Good morning. Great to be here as always. Ah, it always is good having you in here. And what have you got to share with us this week? Well, um, Adele, last week and the week before, <laughs> we were talking about um, self-worth, self-esteem. But uh, basically, one a bottom line is that really it's impossible to have self-esteem, you know, functioning without mm. a good sense of self-worth. Mm. Um, so so we, we kind of uh, spoke about really the, the telltale signs uh, of, you know, that reveal that we might have a problem with self, mm. self-worth uh, or self-esteem. Well, some of those that you ran through were things like self-hate or self-loathing. That's right. Being obsessed with being perfect, right. hating your own body, That's thinking right. that you've got nothing to offer and you bring nothing to the table, being overly sensitive, being fearful and or anxious, right. being a people pleaser, and often feeling fairly angry fairly often. <laughs> so we've covered the first four in our previous shows. Let's look at the last four today, or at least make a start on the last four. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably we'll finish most mm. of it, maybe except for the, for the last one. Mm. Uh, so, so as we've just said, one of the signs that one suffers from low self-worth is being oversensitive. Mm. So being too sensitive is one of the more painful aspects of low self-esteem. Whatever we are angered, uh, sorry, whether we are um, angered by by, by criticism or whether we feel totally demolished or smashed by any comment that's directed and that we perceive, that we kind of learn to desensitize ourselves. So how can we do that? How, how do we desensitize ourselves? <laughs> well, well, uh, there are certain things that we can do. So, so in order to desensitize ourselves, uh, we need to do something that some of us are not that good at. Oh, it sounds like a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, some people are better at it than some others, but mm-hmm. really we need to listen to what's being said. Uh, okay. this, uh, so we need to carefully re- listen to what somebody's saying to us. Mm. Uh, and this way you, we can evaluate whether a comment is 
true or not before deciding how we feel about it. Mm. So there is this text that I'm sure many of our listeners will be familiar with, and maybe some may not. Mm. It's a great text uh, in the New Testament, in the epistle or letter of James, Apostle mm. James. He's actually talking about this need to... to um, to listen and in James uh, chapter 1 and verse 19 he says my dear brothers and sisters take note of this everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become angry so it's kind of mm, interesting good <laughs> that's right so mm. he, it's kind of interesting here that he's putting in that under the same umbrella uh, our ability to listen to mm. hear and, and to reason too, I think. That's right. You, you're slow to speak because you've listened well. You're processed mm. it, isn't it? Mm. And then, then slow to become angry. And, and anger is such a huge area mm-hmm. that we might need to might spend need a whole if, show on it. <laughs> if you, actually, maybe maybe one or, or two, you know, mm. just on that on that point of, mm. of anger and anger management and that link between between anger and low self esteem. So, mm. number one, to desensitize ourselves. We need to listen mm. what is really being said. And number two, we need to be more assertive mm. uh, or stand up for ourselves. As somebody says that if the criticism is unfair, it's okay to say that that you disagree about it. Mm. Apostle Paul, in his letters to the church in Ephesus, talks about the need to speak the truth in love. Well, speaking the truth in love would be a really good example of being assertive, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. And so maybe let's just, just let me just read hmm. Apostle Paul's valuable counsel in this context of, of, of uh, uh, speaking of the truth in love. And he, he talks about it in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 to 15. This is what he says. Hmm. Uh, and he speaks about the growth. He speaks about the... the um, um, uh, maturity, maturing, process of growing. See, so he says, so Christ uh, himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And then he goes on mm. to say, then we will no longer be infants, so we are going to mature, to- tossed back uh, and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. And then he says, this is the punchline. Mm. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. So really in order to grow and to be more mature and to recover our self-worth with all the other things we've said, we also need to listen and stand up for ourselves by being assertive. Therefore, you know, speaking the truth in love. That's correct. Uh, and we also need to be not just assertive, we need to be proactive. And how should we be proactive? If there is some truth in, say, what somebody says to mm. us, uh, maybe some constructive, well-meaning criticism, uh, let's learn from what what's being said rather than being uh, rather than actually beating yourself up about it constructive criticism can be exactly that 
uh, an opportunity for us to kind of change, to mm. grow and change. So in order to take constructive criticism on board, we obviously need to have some humility and we need to have an open mind and allow for the possibility that we might not be right about everything. Mm, yes, definitely. Humility is essential for our ability to take on board other people's opinions and their constructive criticism, as well as for our, for our own ability to forgive others and ourselves and to be able to move on. Um, actually, I, I, in one of our previous conversations, uh, I mentioned Dr. Everett Worthington, mm. a very well-published uh, author on this kind of concept of forgiveness. And he, he said actually that for, uh, humility is the, the most essential quality that we need to have uh, if you're going to forgive. So mm. replaying um, over and over what's upset us it doesn't work <laughs> uh, just only mm. reinforces that it anchors mm. the memory uh, to us and, and which won't help at all no and it can lead to things like feeling anxious and upset and you know you've said earlier that being fearful and anxious can also be a telltale sign of low self-worth Yes, absolutely. Fear and, and, and a belief that uh, you are a powerless person to change. You cannot change anything in your world. Um, they are, they are irrefut irrefutably linked to low self-worth and low self-esteem. So it sounds almost like a cognitive distortion or a wrong way of thinking, and it really should be corrected somehow. Yes, it does. Uh, and we, we, we actually spent a, a session or two just kind of talking about that self-talk mm. uh, which unfortunately 80% of at least 80% of our self-talk mm. is negative and changing that takes a lot of work but it's worth it absolutely <laughs> absolutely so awareness is the first step mm. uh, so um, while fear can serve a good purpose Adele mm. for example it can mobilize all our resources uh, so we can protect ourselves in the time of danger uh, we need to discriminate between genuine fear and unfounded one. Hmm. So we need to challenge our anxieties with the facts. For instance, you may feel it's pointless to go uh, for promotion because uh, for promotion interview because you think in your head that's your internal dialogue. Yes, yeah, so no you way won't get it. You won't no succeed. Way. <laughs> no, yeah. what's the point of going? Mm. I'm not going to get it anyway. Uh, but but the question is how true is this statement or this message that we are giving to ourselves? Uh, you know what is the evidence uh, sometimes we you know when people go to a counselor and say you know express those thoughts uh, the counselor a psychologist uh, would would uh, would kind of uh, do some cognitive behavior therapy mm. with them and they would look at the facts and say okay what are your qualifications what's mm. your work job history you know how have you been going and, and people just then then hear themselves talk about a reality mm. that is very very different from actually that their perception. own perci their yeah. perceptions oh, that's so, really interesting so what's the evidence is there evidence uh, uh, or you know or, 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 or you know are our fears founded or they, are they not well we're going to have to discuss this more after after we listen to this track, you're here on The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. Stick around. We've got so much more coming up just after this. Dear 
Welcome back to Faith FM. You're here on The Breakfast Show and we've got Pastor David Stoichich in the studio with us this morning. So just before we listen to that track, we were talking about how fear can be something that either mobilizes us or paralyzes us because, you know, we need to work out how we can discriminate between legitimate and imaginary fears. So when it comes to people who suffer from low self-worth and low self-esteem, I guess you could argue that it's actually fear that's paralyzing them rather than motivating them or encouraging them to do something that that's exactly so and and i really like um like the fact that actually we can find the examples of that right there in the bible uh psalm is david um in in psalm 143 and verse 4 says uh, he's speaking about his experience and Mm. it's interesting kind of adele when we read these psalms there's a lot of uh, emotional agonizing that mm. people are wrestling with issues of life and and they start with with the position of woe to me I'm yeah. in terrible trouble yeah. help uh, me God <laughs> please help me God mm. um, and and usually some start with kind of that kind of thing mm. many of them mm. and they end up with realization that God is with them all the time uh, through uh, all the time and that, that help is available so, so some is David in Psalm 143 and verse 4 says the example of actually mm. being paralyzed by fear, so to say. Mm. I'm losing all hope. I'm paralyzed with fear. So, so in this psalm, he faces his fear and puts his trust in God. Uh, so so I, Adele, I believe if we are facing uh, our fears, uh, and especially if they are, they are motivated by, by low self-worth, mm. uh, we need to do the same. We need to build confidence by facing our fears and putting our trust in God. Mm. Um, you know, it's... it's uh, um, I think too, just thinking of that, it's like God is bigger than our fears. Yes. So no matter what our fears are, God is always bigger than them. That's exactly mm. so. You know, some people might have heard about this fear pyramid, mm. you know, where, where we place our biggest fear at the top of, of our pyramid and and those kind of lesser fears mm-hmm. down at the bottom of yeah. the pyramid. And, and so when we go through it, we, we quickly notice that some of those fears that we may have are are not really founded. Mm. Uh, there could be some fears that are beyond that are, yeah. that are beyond yeah. our ability to handle. You know, some dangers and some things that really you know are beyond us. Uh, and just like the psalmist David, um, you know, um, uh, did we can also take those fears and those concerns to God in prayer, mm. and we can say. This could be our psalm. Mm. psalm. <laughs> we can write our own psalm. Uh, you know, we can say, Dear God, this problem um, I face is beyond my ability to handle. Please take my fear away and fill my heart with peace. That's beautiful. I think too, Jesus said in John fourteen twenty seven, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Which is just beautiful to remember that anytime we're feeling a bit feel fearful. Anyway, we can't keep on dwelling on fear. We need to have a look at some more of the telltale signs of low self-worth. So as we mentioned before, one of those is being a people pleaser. 
that's that's correct. One of the biggest problems with uh, low self-worth is feeling uh, you have to please others so they like, love, and respect you. And so as a result, uh, many people, pleasers, end up feeling aggrieved and used. So it sounds like they get into a bit of a vicious cycle there. So they, you know, bend over backwards to please others and then feel appreciated and then get a sense of self-worth from it, but then also feel used and aggrieved if people don't give them the affirmation they want. That's right. Or they just burn out. So what do people pleasers do? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this is what I would say to anyone who feels unappreciated after bending over backwards in order to please someone. Um, or maybe somebody who's just been giving, giving, giving to please mm. and, and, and uh, perhaps maybe deriving some sense of self-worth from that, feeling needed yeah. and so on and so yeah. on, which unfortunately people is the case with a lot of people. So mm. uh, I would uh, uh, basically say to these people, ask yourself a question or two. Uh, am I bending over backwards to please someone in order to get their love? And respect. Mm. Uh, what are my motives for doing what I'm doing? Uh, is this really about them or about me trying to feel good about myself? Oh, those are actually <laughs> some tough questions. That's right. Because when you dig down into it, yeah, well, it's difficult. Very, very tough questions mm. that we need to face. And then I would uh, say to them, learn how to say no. Maybe learn how to put boundaries. Mm, Your worth doesn't important. depend on others' uh, others' approval, mm. people like people like and love you for who you are, not what you do for them necessarily. Uh, you have intrinsic, inbuilt sense of value. God created you as a unique person. Uh, God has the capacity to love you as if you were the only person on the face of the earth. Wow, wow. that's that's a how, how is that for for this intrinsic mm. sense of, of, of value, worth and value. Of worth and mm. value. You know, um, the other day I've heard uh, somebody said, he said, I love this. <laughs> uh, there was somebody wearing a T-shirt, you know, with all these mm -hmm. prints on T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> some of them are interesting. Some of them are laughable. But some of them are these, these things that were written on, on people's T-shirts are something, they're sometimes very profound. Mm. Uh, and and this, was, this is what was written on one of the T-shirts. God loves all people, but I'm his favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose there's probably some truth in that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right, because God has that capacity to, to have this unique relationship with every mm. single person, as if that person was the only person on the face of the earth. And mm. somebody said, and I believe this is theologically correct, if there was only one person uh, who sinned, if there was, there was only one sinner on the planet earth, Christ Jesus will come. come. Mm. Christ will come just for one. Mm. So learn to say no, put some boundaries. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, for those people who are people's pleasers, uh, probably codependent. They're probably codependent. It is a little about bit, isn't it? <laughs> then, then take care of yourself. Uh, do some self care, or at least think about your needs for a change. Uh, look, Adele, I'm not sure how many people you have met, but there are people who simply are so much engrossed in 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 helping other people for whatever reason, and some 
sometimes it's for this reason of self-worth mm. that they really do not do any self-care. Mm. Uh, so, so, so take care of yourself. People with a healthy self-esteem know when it's important to put themselves first. I think it's really important to remember that taking care of yourself is not selfish because if we don't do it, eventually we won't be able to effectively care for others, whether or not we're a people pleaser. Absol- but absolutely. just, you know, that element of looking out for ourselves and making sure our lives are in order for ourselves. That's right. It's much simpler. And when summarizing the law of God, Jesus actually said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And if you're looking for that, that's in Matthew 22, <laughs> 37 to 39. So if we don't love ourselves and take good care of ourselves, we won't be able to care for others either. And we'll burn out and our motives will be all wrong and everything like that too. So, so Del, for this reason, we say to people, set limits, put some boundaries, put some boundaries in place. Uh, feeling resentful and used stems from accepting things from friends and family that you personally feel mm. is unacceptable. So you're basically letting them invade you know, your, your space. Your space. Yeah. Start placing limits on what you will and, and what you want to do and, and your resentment will ease. Mm. Uh, so, so Jesus said uh, no to inappropriate behaviors many times. That's uh, true. He was uh, so, very good at shutting that down. <laughs> that's, that's right. So, mm. so, so maybe we can, we can just look at some mm-hmm. of these. Like, for instance, um, you know, he was somebody who... Um, had very high demands on him. Yeah, there were a lot of people wanting his time all the time. That's so, true. do you have an example of that? Well, many, but but for instance, one that comes in mind is in Luke's Gospel, chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. Uh, in the busyness of his mm. ministry, he would withdraw from the crowds who wanted him uh, for one-on-one time with, 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 with the Father. You know, mm. the, we read in Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, that very early in the morning, He'd he go away and go, pray. He would mm. go, uh, you know, and pray. Mm. I guess, too, he also took a lot of abuse, or not took a lot of abuse, but, the, you know, people tried to abuse him a lot, too. Yes, yes. Uh, so, so, so he fought his way uh, to the crowd that was trying to throw him off a cliff for, for claiming to be the Messiah. So, 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 so uh, he was able there to stand for himself in a non-selfish way. Mm. What about the issue of entitlement and dealing with that from other people? Oh, well, you know, uh, whoever sometimes is, is you know, in, in, a, in a position of authority, sometimes, you know, people come and, 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 and feel if they are friends or family that they're and entitled to something. <laughs> and this yeah. was the case, you know, when his mother and his brothers came to him, you know, and they wanted to use a relationship with him to pull him away from the crowds he was ministering to. Ministering to. So it's in Matthew's Gospel, mm-hmm. chapter 12. 46 to 50 so uh, you know um, uh, you know it, it was just just uh, you know very very um, evident that he was able really to, to put in place boundaries uh, so he could basically look after himself mm. so he could minister to, 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 the, to the crowds and so multitudes just one more before we wrap up what about the issue of manipulation that Jesus would have dealt with too <laughs> well you know he said a no to Peter and, and the disciples who had an inappropriate agenda for Jesus uh, to become a political king or mil- military warrior rather than a sacrificial lamb so, mm. so he went to Peter he says get away get <laughs> behind me Satan and so and so yeah so if you're looking for that that's in Matthew 16 23 I think this is a good point to stop this morning at you know where it's reminded that Jesus was you know 
kind but also firm. And I think we've got one major sign of low self-worth left to discuss, which is anger. And that's such a big topic that we're going to have to, I think, dedicate a whole show to it next time. Well, not a whole show, but a whole segment to it next time. We've got got you on this in the morning, David. Thank you so much for joining us again. It's been fantastic. Stick around. There's heaps more coming up just after this track. Lift your head, little one Lift your eyes to see the sun Lift your heart and burden soul Oh, rejoice in hope Lift your head I call 